Hey, welcome to the podcast. My Hello. name is Jacob. Hello, I'm Ian. And this is Jacob and Ian Podcast. Welcome back to season two, episode two of the Jesus Podcast. Jacob and Ian Jesus Podcast. We're super excited. I uh, hope you guys are, are going to enjoy this one. Yes, um, I hope so too, because we are talking about my favorite Bible character of all time. Of all time. He's number one. Peter, he's a good guy. He's he's a he, he's a top four, top five. I would for, say he's top four. To, he's number one for me. Number one, which for reasons we'll discuss. What about what about Jesus? Well, I mean, I just feel like <laughs> we. <laughs> well, you raise a great point, Jacob. Okay. But I feel like in this discussion, we have to exclude all Godhead figures okay. because okay. that's just. I mean, like I don't know. Paul's pretty good too. I don't know. I agree. Paul, Paul's a Paul guy. Paul is good. But either way, Peter's pretty cool, too. I just think Peter's the best, but also the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like he's yeah. just this beautiful combination you, you can learn of a, lot a from mess. Yeah. Of a just human. like in last podcast, we kind of poke fun at him a little bit. I think in every podcast, we should just poke fun at Peter just I just, time. I just think Peter is, while being, which, again, we're going to talk about this, while being the person who, for all intents and purposes... Peter was Jesus' best friend. Like, I think yeah. if we really, like, it just sounds weird to put a label on that with Jesus, but, like, they were best friends. Like, mm-hmm. when it, like they, just from what we can read in the Bible, but they were, like, the most perfect example of best friends because you know good and well they got annoyed with each other. Oh, like, yeah. All oh, the dude, time. Oh, dude, you already know. If anyone knows me, <laughs> you already know that Garrett yells at me all the time. <laughs> yes. Garrett, he's like, uh, I, I actually, quick story. I bought a piano yesterday and <laughs> like a full <laughs> like a full house piano no 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 no, not like a grand piano i bought like it was like a keyboard okay i, I bought one <laughs> yesterday and um i texted garrett because i wanted to know which one i wanted or which one i was gonna get like should i get this one or should i get that one and i was like well this one's cheaper and it's in store so i can just grab it i don't want to order it and i almost just wasted my money on it and garrett he like yelled at me he's like I'm mean, talking me down off this ledge, screaming at me. Like you're so good at yelling at me, bro. Thank you so much. Anyway, that was a quick story. Yeah, but I, but I think it's true though. Jesus and Peter are just they're just really they're just best friends, I think. And they just they love each other, but they're just yeah. sometimes as we'll see and go through. They just have the best relationship. So my point in that is like G- Peter Wait, wait before you go. Yes. We got to roll the intro. Okay. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. All right. What were you going to say? I was going to say, before that well-timed intro, is that... <laughs> we should know. We should have <laughs> We should have the podcast intro cut us, cut us off at a certain point, <laughs> like for comedic effect. Anyway, sorry. I cut you off again. Go ahead. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, uh, so, I think the funny, the best part about Peter, to me, is he is fundamentally closer to Jesus god than any other human god really sure pretty much i i could agree with that and at the same time he was made some of the weirdest decisions regarding jesus yeah he was a guy he he made some anybody else so let's just so i was telling jacob last night i went through and i and again if i missed one i apologize if one of our five listeners is that devoted that they want to call they me will out come on after this. You. No, then, they won't come after you. They'll come after me, which is fine too. They'll yell so at me. You are more than welcome to. But I, I put together a seemingly comprehensive list of all the times Jesus 
and Peter interact. Now, I'm excluding the times, which I'll, I'll save that because we're going to get to that part. Okay. But so these are like the Jesus and Peter moments. So we have Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, his brother, to be a disciple. Uh, we have, which this one slipped my mind. We, me and Jake were just talking about this before. Jesus actually heals Peter's mother-in-law, which yeah, is really I cool. I had no idea. Uh, which also is cool because that means Peter's married if he has a mother-in-law. Yeah. That means he's Peter got a, had a wife. So how cool is that? Who knew? What do you know? So, Miss, Miss Peter. Miss Mrs. Peter. So we have that. Uh, Peter, really cool story of when we all hear about, you know, Jesus walking on water. He did that. But he actually calls Peter out on the water, too. And Peter walks on the water, too. Uh, we'll mention that probably because Peter also has a little blunder moment there. But right. uh, Peter is uh, says that Christ is the Messiah. And Jesus says he's going to build his church on Peter. Uh, but then Peter subsequently... Uh, almost screws that up because he says something really stupid. Again, you're sensing a theme with Peter, I think, here. <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah. Uh, he was present at Jesus' transfiguration, uh, which is really cool. He's one of the three disciples there, One of clearly one of the close friends. Uh, the big Peter story, I think everybody's going to know. Uh, Jesus saying that Peter's going to deny him three times. Peter's like, no, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? The classic. Peter denies him three times, uh, exactly as Jesus said would happen. Um, Other, and then a couple other cool moments right before that, actually, but uh, Jesus has his prayer at Gethsemane, and he goes away, and he comes back, and then Peter, James, and John are asleep, and then Jesus wakes him up, goes back to pray, comes back, they're asleep again, he gets on to him a couple, just, you know, again, classic Peter. Uh, he actually, he, I didn't know this. I found this out last night. He actually is who prepared, Jesus sent him ahead to prepare the Passover meal. And Peter kind oh. of is a little housewife and gets everything together for all the disciples <laughs> for, the, housewife. for the Passover meal. What do you know? Um, he is, he's the first one. He runs to the tomb with John, with the empty tomb. Do you remember? Yeah, that's uh, right. He kind of runs out ahead when Mary tells him, um, he is the one who Jesus is washing feet, and Peter's like, "No, you will not wash my feet. Like you are the you're Jesus, the, you're the Son of and God. You can't." Touch Jesus my feet then like explains to him why he is, and Peter has a one of the all time great lines of, "Well, if that's the case, then wash. Don't just wash my feet. Wash my entire body." Which mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, and he cuts the ear off of Malchus. The servant, Malchus, who wow, deep uh, cut. is one of the people who rush up with Judas to arrest Jesus. With the uh, guard. Peter grabs a sword, slices his ear off. Uh, <laughs> and Jesus and is like, what the heck, bro? Jesus gets on to him. Come on, now. Uh, he's like, this is supposed to happen, dude. Yeah. Um, and then he ends, uh, after Jesus comes back, he actually talks to Peter again and kind of uh, tells him, feed my sheep. Remember, he redeems him three times. Mm-hmm. Uh Feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Uh, so, yeah, but all those things. There's a lot of interactions. A lot of interactions, clearly. So, like we said, Jesus and Peter are pretty much best friends, that we can tell. And there's just there's more interactions between Jesus and Peter than Jesus and any of his other disciples. Yes. Uh, we can definitively say that in the Bible. Here's the cool thing about, so I said there was, I didn't, I can't say I mentioned everything. Because here's where I want to start, Jacob, is whenever you go through, when you go through the Gospels, and when you go through kind of Jesus' teaching itself, there's always, almost always, the same person every time who is asking, who is prompting Jesus to these statements and to these teachings, mm-hmm. and it's Peter. Peter is always the one asking questions and wanting to know more. 
you just and said that, and it just popped in my head that song. It's like, why are you asking all them questions? Yeah, asking. You that's know that based on Peter. Yeah, it's based on Peter. <laughs> I think it so like, yeah, it was by Chris Tomlin. You yeah, know yeah, Chris Tomlin wrote that song. <laughs> it was the pre-cut to Good Good Father. Right. Actually. Yes, of so course it was. Yeah, you're a good good question. Good uh, good question. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Peter, Peter is always the one. Wanting to know more about Jesus, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool, right? Yeah. Um, so one thing I, when I was doing a little bit of research on this, I, um, I read this article. Um, so historically, the uh, fishermen back in that day, uh, they were the people who really couldn't get a job. They couldn't like be around people that much. They were very confrontational. So they would, you know, send them out into the middle of an ocean. So I think of like, uh, touch what's anyone. that, uh, What's that show that was on National Geographic? I know like exactly what you're talking fishermen. about. Yeah. Uh, Deadliest Catch. Deadliest, Deadliest catch. catch. Yeah, yeah. That's just a bunch of Peters. On yeah, it's a bunch of Peters on a boat. Um, so they were they were very confrontational, very very masculine. They wanted to prove themselves, um, and they weren't afraid of getting physical or anything like that. Um, so I think that fits Peter very well yeah. in, in this context because Peter, he's not afraid of showing doubt, not afraid of mm-hmm. asking questions, not afraid of jesus at all like yeah. he's just he says what he wants to say um which is of strength and yeah. also obviously a weakness because yeah. he says a lot of stuff i think stuff. it's it's really cool is what something we were talking about is we we did a podcast last i think it was probably like september october on fear and mm-hmm. fear in god um, but i think it's really important that we get the difference between fearing god and being afraid of god Right, um, because we. I'm gonna let you take this because okay. I have no idea how to. Okay, how to talk so about that. we we <laughs> should like we talked about on the podcast. We're we're supposed to fear God. We're supposed to be in reverence of Him, of how powerful and great He is. Okay, but I think is we can't necessarily say that we're afraid of God because afraid kind of carries that connotation of like scared of Him. It's not and, a connotation. It is, yeah, it, yeah, and that we we're afraid to, you know, get personal with him, which I think is wrong because he wants to have a personal relationship with us. And I think mm-hmm. in all our close relationship, again, we shouldn't compare our relationship with God to anything we have on earth. But when we look at our relationships we have on earth and our close friends, we're we're open with each other. We're able to open up to each other. We're able to ask each other hard questions because we know that we're good enough friends that they're still going to love us, even if we can yeah. ask hard questions about each other. And that's and, like the deepest form of friendship. Yeah. yeah. And we, as some of you, you know, may know this, but there's there's different kind of words for love in the Bible, we know. Um, yeah, like in and, Greek, there's a, like four yeah. different yeah. terms. And so the word that is about God's love to us is agape, which is the deepest connotation of love that mm-hmm. we have. And so he wants uh, to know us and he does know us and he wants us to know him. Yeah. And in order to know each other, we have to kind of ask hard questions sometimes and dig deeper and dig more than maybe uh, we want to sometimes. But in order to gain that relationship, we have to have that desire to know more. And that's what God wants out of us. And that's what Peter has a perfect reflection of really is that person who just, wants to know God more and just is constantly prompting him and leading him. Like there's only a limited amount of questions we have that Peter asks of Jesus in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how many Peter probably asked that aren't even in the Bible? Like walking from place to place where Peter would come up to him, you know, and 
ask him something and then think of something else and just constantly, yeah. constantly. I can only imagine. We don't know really for sure, but I would assume based on what we do have that Peter asked him a million more questions. This is just another instance. Uh, like I said at last podcast, I want like a diary, like of a day to day Jesus interactions, yeah. just like Jesus going to bed at night, you know, writing his little <laughs> diary, you know, dear diary. Peter asked too many questions today. He asked me this, 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 and this because I just need to know like yeah. how how curious, I mean, curious yeah. was we this know man? in John, we know it says at the end of John that many other signs and wonders were done that were not written in this book. Um, Why you gotta do just, that to me, John? Like so he, he got all this more. stuff and he just I'm gonna cut <laughs> this book oh, short. By the way, this is like three percent of what yeah. he actually come did. on now. Um, so that's a really cool thing I think to start with Peter. Um, but kind of as we alluded to, and as we've mentioned in other podcasts, Peter is so human, and Peter is so us, like mm-hmm. as Christians today, as that person who can burn so hot for God, but then at the same time just make these colossal mistakes, mistakes and yeah. missteps. <laughs> yeah, um, and one of these is is in Matthew sixteen that we kind of hinted at, and it's. Uh, Peter and Jesus are just kind of Jesus talking to his disciples and he asks them, who do people say the son of man is, which he's referring to himself in this moment. Disciples are telling me like, some people think you're John the Baptist. Some birthday is Elijah, some Jeremiah or another prophet. And Jesus says, okay, well, what about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answers and says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. This is the, this is the first time that Jesus is declared as the Messiah in the gospel. Oh, is, there you go. Is I right didn't know there that. You are the Messiah. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> declares him as the Messiah. And, and Jesus says, blessed are you, um, and gives this famous phrase, and says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Um, and so what, what is the cool thing about Peter's name? Jacob, do you want to? Oh, yeah, of course. I would love to, <laughs> even though it was totally your idea to say it. Um, so Peter is, uh, what is it? Is it Greek uh, is it, or Hebrew? Yeah, I think it's Greek. It's another language. I think it's Greek. Of Petros. Uh, Peter is Petros in either yeah. Greek or Hebrew. Can't yeah. remember. Um, which means rock, which means yeah. Peter is the rock. And uh, if you know anything about how Peter's life pans out, he ends up starting uh, the first church, yeah, um, which is the rock, yeah, which is, is the rock you build the church on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he is the rock. His name is it's very similar to that to that term for rock. And it's, so, uh, not only in that verse he said it uh, literally, but he meant figuratively yeah. as well. He was like, "You are the rock. Yeah, I'm going to build it on you." Yeah, so. and that's that's kind of where uh, like Peter is the first pope. Uh, that's where Catholics mm-hmm. kind of get this idea mm-hmm. of uh, the pope succession and. Um, we're not going to go into that debate, but that's where they kind of get that idea from. Yeah, right. I have thoughts on that, but we're not going to go there. Uh, but it is one way or the other, Peter is that he is that initial rock that the church starts on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see that in Acts. Uh, Peter gives the first ever sermon ever, uh, which is the Pentecost sermon, which God is bless. still phenomenal sermon. Crazy. Um, he's the first one to do that. He's the first one that kind of uh, goes out, and, and he is trying to reach the Jewish people um, and bring them to Christ, because uh, Paul, we know, was called to the Gentiles. And there's actually uh, Peter, again, even after Jesus' death, we see in Acts, uh, he kind of has to come to grips with something he was wrong on again. If, if y'all 
recall, I don't remember the exact chapter of Acts, but Peter has this dream of clean and unclean animals. You know what I'm talking about, Jacob? Kind of. Uh, yeah, and, I think so. Yeah, and yeah. he is kind of, he gets caught up in the law pretty much, and he kind of has to be uh, re- rebuked from that by God again in a okay. dream. Um, okay. Which is something really cool. Uh, so even when Jesus left, he was still like, Still on, getting Peter, on his but, nerves. <laughs> uh, but we mess about Peter a lot, but he, like we said, just had such intense desire and intense love um, for Christ. It's just kind of incredible, honestly. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen... Okay, so did you you grew up in Sunday school? Yeah. Okay. So okay, I don't know if it's just me or if it's just Baptists who did this when <laughs> they were little. But did you just have like when in Sunday school did they have like the TVs on the trays that they would roll in and they pop yeah. in the VHS yeah. of the uh like the animated Bible stories of Jesus? Yeah. And Peter I'm, and all that. I think I'm recalling. Yeah. We did something like that. Because yeah. Every time I read Peter and I read all these stories, like I will make you fishers of men or uh, Peter walking on water or stuff like that, I always remember it. And I always remember Peter being made out as the bad guy <laughs> and always being loved at the end. Like yeah. Peter's always, oh, you, like, you're being yeah. mean, you're being stupid. And then he comes back and like, oh, we still love you though. <laughs> every single time it, it happens like that. Um, but every time, I mean, when we talk about Peter and we talk about how stupid he is, I always picture like that yeah. animation in my head <laughs> of how it's going down. So it's like a picture in my brain, like the movie replaying yeah. in my head. Well, I think it's just so easy to because, I mean, like, like Peter is us. Like he is just mm-hmm. so human, just like we are. And we, again, we're not the rock of the church and we're not that. But I mean, we're we're making the same type of mistakes mm-hmm. he is, and he's just so relatable. Yeah, I think. as far as the it's characteristics of go of Peter, we we definitely inherit a yeah, lot of them. I think he's just this great example of what a human Christian should is. Yeah, and it's going to be somebody who fails and who is going to mess up, but still needs to have that intense longing after God. You mentioned his call uh, when Peter is called to become a disciple. I think that's really cool and important. Because we can see through that, um, which when Jesus uh, comes to the shore where Peter and his brother Andrew are fishing, um, he tells them to throw a net in the water, and the net fills up. Well, first, they are, they're out there, and they're not catching yeah, anything. Yeah, They can't catch anything. They're about to come in because yeah. the day's a waste. And then yeah, Jesus like the shows the up on the shore. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus shows up, tells them, drop the net. And the net drops in the water, and it just well, no. He starts fills out, with fish. No, he goes up and he says something. He's like, he stays on the shore, and he's like, "Hey, you caught anything it. yet?" And he, they're like, "What kind of question yeah, is that? Who is this it. guy?" He, uh, where do we go here? Oh, okay, so he's walking. Jesus is walking by the sea of Galilee. He sees these two brothers. They're casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Um, and oh, that's not the full story. But uh, this is the Matthew version. Jesus says, "Come, follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people." And at once they left their nets and followed him, which I think is really cool too. That like Peter and Andrew just like once this happens, they just drop and go. They're like, all right, yeah. well, I'm fully committed at this point. Like I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do it uh, because I just think that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just their his willingness is apparent throughout every single story mm-hmm. of Peter and Jesus is that he is so has willing to just do what he wants for Jesus. Uh, okay, so I think this Lou version is a little more. So he says, uh, he said to Simon, put out in the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Like, all right, fine, whatever, I'll do it. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. 
When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee and Simon's partners. Then Simon said to Jesus, Don't be afraid, from now on you will fish for people. Um, and so they pulled their boats up to shore and left everything and followed him. That's Luke 5, 1 through 11. Awesome. And I think it just shows this plan Jesus had for Peter before everything. Like, he he knew he wanted him. Those were the first disciples that Jesus called was Peter and his brother Andrew. Um, he had a plan for Peter through all of this. He knew that um, he, they were going to go through trials, and Peter was going to do dumb things sometimes and say things he shouldn't. But he had this plan for him the whole time, which I think is – Again, just as Peter as a human and as an example for us is such a great reminder for us that uh, Jesus is preemptive before everything. And in our relationship with him, when we're chasing after him, he's chasing after us too. Right. And that he's going to have, he has this uh, overlooking plan for our lives that we're not going to be able to see. Because there were definitely times when I'm sure Peter. I mean, Jesus at one point says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Like He yeah, says something yeah. so ridiculous that he tells him to get behind him, Satan. Um, and so I'm sure there were moments in Peter's life where he was like, man, like, what am I doing? Like, what is this for? Like, right. I can't, this makes no sense. And I mean, as we get to, I mean, his most famous moment of denying Jesus three times, this mm-hmm. guy that he spent so much time with and loved, but denied three times in front of people yeah and his so but before hard. that he denied denying it he was like i'm not gonna do that yeah Are you kidding he me? told jesus he was like no like, i'm not gonna do that like mm-hmm. i love you lord and then it happens and he denies him three times in front of people and i think what's so interesting is when peter denies jesus the third time and the rooster crows it says peter just, he just runs away yeah he breaks and down breaks down and runs off and you don't see peter again Mm-hmm. In, the cruci- in the crucifixion until the resurrection, until then Peter is the first one, or he's not the first one to get there, um, but he's one of two, him and John, that run to the tomb. Yeah, I could not even imagine the sense of guilt that he would have yeah. felt. And I think that's probably that. why he was one of the first ones to run to the tomb, is because yeah. he was like, man, like, like I want to say I'm sorry. i got to get there and say yeah. something. And, um I just, I just think it's so cool. Like, yeah, I just think it is. it's incredible how, you know, Peter's just going to fight through the lowest of lows and mm-hmm. still reach the highest of highs that any other man we can really look at and say reached in the post-Jesus world. Right. It's Peter. Uh, yeah, and, and some applications that we can we can draw from, from Peter that are a little bit more, you know, technical or practical, I mean, is Peter, Peter was this over overzealous person when it comes to his faith. So I'm taking this history class and I'm reading um, about like the Crusades and uh, and stuff like that. And they always uh, depict those those people as overzealous Christians. Which, mm-hmm. if you know me, zeal is like my freaking word. Like I tattooed it on my body. Yeah. It so literally, <laughs> literally, I have tattooed it on my body. So having that word, having a negative connotation, was a little you know, yeah. jarring for me. Um, but I mean, with, with, uh, with Peter, it's been a little, it's kind of, kind of bad when it comes to Peter being a little overzealous, but also I think it's really good. Um, because there's a lot of things that Peter, Peter did after Jesus died. That was, in, that was absolutely incredible. 
but being that overzealous person, he said a lot of stupid things. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's important to ask those questions and not be scared and still have that mm-hmm. overzealous attitude. Yeah. Um, I say that lightly because it does have that weird yeah. connotation. But have that that attitude of I want to know everything. Yeah. I want to know. I, I want to know all the ins and outs of my faith. I don't want to live just just on face yeah. value. Yeah. Um. You want to be have this zeal towards him, but you don't want to lose your your heart behind the matter. You want to yeah. have the intent, and I think that's the thing about Peter is. Peter's intentions, you have to think they were there through it all. Right. You know, with what, because I don't think Jesus wouldn't have used him if he had bad intentions with it. You oh, know? of course not. Um, yeah, yeah. And so Peter, yeah, he goes through rough times and he has said some things he shouldn't and is overzealous, but his heart was still so solid. And oh, still yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we see that. I mean, that's why we talked about his calling is that like, he he drops everything. He says, "I'm I'm a sinful man. I shouldn't stand before you," and drops everything and follows him. Mm-hmm. Like he had the heart and intention in there. Sometimes we're human. We're gonna make mistakes and say things we shouldn't. But where don't let that. What is your intention? You. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going? And if you're still in the spot where you're chasing after Jesus and having Him as your intention, then. Jesus is going to work things for. Him. I mean, he says in Romans, like whatever, uh, everything works out for those who love me. I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty much what it says there. Um, and that's just so important to remember, and it's such a big thing with Peter is he still loved Jesus. Yeah, he he did. Yeah. He denied it three times, and that's just such an example to us that like in those hard times, like even the best people are going to mess up and are going to screw up and deny Jesus, um, but. Jesus redeems him and mm-hmm. re- brings him back to him, reconciles totally. him, and again ends up being the start of his church. Um, Peter needed Jesus, but in a sense, Jesus needed Peter too, because yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, was yeah. going to ascend to heaven, and he needed somebody that could start this thing in his name to have and that long-lasting effect of and, where we're at yeah, now. And he knew there was no other person that could do it other than Peter. Yeah, yeah, which I think is just so incredible. And again, you know we can compare ourselves to Peter a lot, but we're, we're not Peter. We're not in that position where we're starting Jesus' church for him. Mm-hmm. That's already been done, but it is so important for us to be able to look at him as an example and as a person who in Jesus and Peter's relationship, they both loved each other and they both had desire to know each other. And that's just so important. I think for us to get in our relationship with Christ is yeah. that we should be chasing after him while he's chasing after us, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can't just sit back and wallow and wait, wait for something to happen. Um, you have to, you have to chase after that. Um, I last episode, I I missed something super awesome that I forgot to say, and I don't want to do it this episode. I want to say, uh, that I meant to say it at the beginning of the podcast. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, but um, Simon Turn Peter is the perfect example of a life changing for Christ of someone who um. Uh, who met Jesus and his life completely just was overhauled. And uh, what was the word that we said? I forgot the word uh, already. I don't remember. It, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Transformed, maybe. I don't remember. No, it was start with an R. Reconciled. Re- reconciled, or I can't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but he his life completely was just overturned by Christ, and I think that's something that we need to look for in our lives. Is how has how has Jesus how has Christ just completely overhauled your life like yeah. are you still the same person now uh 
when you before you were saved. I mean, you have to have that physical change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have that change of I am not the person who I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Peter he was so he was so doubtful, but he was doubtful in a good way. He was doubtful in that he wanted to know, and he was like, oh well, if I'm not getting an answer, but he did get all the answers he needed. Um, and in what is it? What what is it? First Peter. 315 yeah, I, was to, I think it's 1 Peter 315 315 it says I confirm. it says be prepared to give an answer uh I, I that's all I really remember. First uh, Peter three fifteen says, "But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect." And then verse sixteen, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Yeah. So I mean, basically, I mean that's in First Peter. So Peter's kind of talking dog- about himself, dogging on himself a little of, bit like, of what he what you should yeah. be prepared to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really important. That's, I mean, that's the basis of all apologetics yeah. of anything that you want to know. That's, uh, that's super in depth yeah. of who Christ is and what yeah. Christianity is at its core. And I think that shows Peter's heart more yeah. than anything. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like as the person who asked more questions out of Jesus than anybody who knew him, these, that's why he, yeah, he, that's he, the he change. needed, he wanted answers and he knew he could only find it in Jesus. And that's definitely true for us too. We can only find answers in him. That's very inspiring. It is very when inspiring. When you think about it. I um, agree. I think the other thing that's just so cool about Peter, and it's not anywhere in the Bible, but it's just something we know and we can kind of wrap up here is Peter goes off and, uh, starts the church and is the earliest, the early church father. And it's everybody else comes after him. And I'm, Really, I really love church history and stuff, so all this is interesting to me. But um, some of you, some people may know this. I don't know if you, I, we didn't talk about this, Jacob, but um, Peter is is martyred uh, like every other. Yeah, he was crucified upside down, and that yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Is he was crucified on a cross upside down, and um, from what we know, that's because they were going to crucify him normally on mm-hmm. a cross because that's how they crucified everybody was on a cross like that, but. Peter demanded and required that they crucify him upside down because he, he did, said he that didn't be, I don't deserve to die the same way he did. I'm right. not worthy to die in that same way. Beautiful. And made them crucify him upside down. Yeah. Which is just so cool and so yeah. humbling. It just shows a life, like you said, a life full circle, a life completely redeemed, completely changed because he knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should strive with all of our lives is are our lives different because we know Jesus? Yeah. And if they're the same, even though we know Jesus like they did before, then I don't, what, what are we doing then? Because mm-hmm. that's not what we're, that's not what we're called and told to be is make a life different because you know him. Yeah. And Jesus, and that's what Peter did better than anybody else. Jesus loves us just as much as he loved Peter. I mean, he doesn't love him any different than we do. So, I mean, that love has been transferred to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, so treat it like, like it is. Yeah, you know. treat it like the gospel. <laughs> yeah, treat it like the gospel. It's a phrase, but it's true in yeah. this instance. So, um, really cool. Again, I love Peter. We can start, we can end where I started. Peter's my favorite. And all of these things we talked about are why. Um, just because I think he's just, I just think he's the best. And I think he's just yeah. so, such a great person um, to look up to as an example in our faith. And uh, I just think he's pretty cool. Yeah, he is pretty cool, and hope you hope you guys think he's pretty cool too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're gonna end it right here. Um, hope you guys liked it. Yeah. Um, if you didn't, get over it. 
<laughs> we don't care. Yeah, we really don't at this point. <laughs> We've been doing it long enough. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. Um, let us know if there's anything we can do differently. Yeah. Not oh. that it will probably affect anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on, on the, the Flippity Flip. flip.